pressure, 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 pull, 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 push, push, push. Do you feel like I do, like so many of my students feel, that we're just being stretched to the max as wives and mothers today? I know that the chaos of family life, the demands of family life are only increasing. They only feel like more and more is expected of us. And in the process, what's happening? We're losing our peace, our inner centeredness, that place where we can go for respite and for regeneration. So that's what I want to talk about today. How do we get there? I'm going to show you the roadmap that I use to find the peace that helps me to stay above the fray every day. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier day Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast, where multi-award-winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Taking the good with the ups and downs. Hi, this is Dale Zabriskie, sitting across the table from Ramona Zabriskie. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, but we have new names today. I'm Sniffles and she's Sneezy. So. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. What's I, the, I am holding my Kleenex, I must admit, because we have colds today. Yeah, we're a little uh, <laughs> yeah. dribbling and sniffling. We, yeah, because we... We kiss too much. Is that's, that it? That's the problem. Is that the problem? All that's right. Well, <laughs> why doesn't the uh, American Medical Association uh, publish that and say, here's really? how to avoid the common cold? <laughs> Just don't kiss, yeah, right? Okay. Right. Um, but we'll do our best with our little uh, drippy here going on. And but before drippy we was do... the eighth dwarf, by the way. It's <laughs> the name that Disney uh, decided they didn't want to call a dwarf drippy. <laughs> Before I, he sounds like such a loser. Before I really get into uh, today's topic, which I'm excited about, I have to tell you that this morning in one of my mentoring sessions, and I do private mentoring, I want everybody to know that. So I do one on one with mm-hmm. uh, private mentees, and it's just a very loving, very customized approach, heart to heart. That is highly effective. It's really effective it really to see is. what the changes are. Yeah. <sighs> I love doing it. And I love my people. But uh, this morning, uh, this mentee was telling me that she had her husband and her 15-year-old daughter listen to one of our recent podcasts. Not the last one, but I think it was the one before about, about helping... teenage daughters, right? Well, dads and daughters yeah, bond. Yeah, yeah. Right? And she had them listen to it together. Mm. daddy and 15 year old and she said the 15 year old had tears just running down her face Mm, (laughs) which really affected dad 
and it melted the ice because there had been ice mm. there. It melted the ice and that they were out together like skiing or doing something super fun together nice. for the first time in a long time. Um, even as she was writing me the email, she was just so happy about it. So I just wanted you to know <laughs> that it makes doing the podcast so worthwhile when we get that kind yeah, of feedback totally. and and hear how much it's made an impact in just one family's life, mm-hmm. right? It's worth it for one 15-year-old, <laughs> for sure. So I hope you guys are having fun out there on the water. And if you're interested in private mentoring, that kind of one-on-one, I would love to work with you. And actually, Dell works with husbands. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have worked with husbands as well in connection with their wives. So we do individual or couple private mentoring. And I'm going to tell you all about how you can learn more about that at the end of the podcast. We actually have a special going on for this summer that you could actually... Uh, I'm saying actually too yes, much. Actually, you, actually? Are. actually um, you are. Actually, you are. Take advantage of. <laughs> that you can uh, learn a little bit more about it. Um, get started down that track because. Wow. Well, actually. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> You're actually going <clears> to <throat> love it. Okay. So you ready for today's topic? Bring it on. This is okay. a throw me a lifesaver. And I'm sorry to say I've received many others like it this summer. Here we go. This is the top of the list. huh? Well, I like this one best and you'll see why. Okay. I feel anxious and I see so much that needs to be done in every area. My physical health, my marriage, my family, my house and yard. She includes the yard in there. And myself. I have a vision of what life can be. Not perfect, but more peaceful, joyful, calm. I just feel like I need time to myself to think, work, pray, exercise, create order in our home. Instead, I feel like the on-call doctor in the ER with a side job as a taxi driver. (laughs) (laughs) Two things that are like, now, come over here now. Why don't you do this now? (laughs) No, it actually ends with all capitals, help, and then I don't know how to say it. A-U-G-H? How do you say A-U-G-H? that? A-U-G-H? It's like Worcestershire. It's I mean, a no one has to say it. for help. Worcestershire sauce. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is very, very visceral complaint. And, but I, 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 I relate. I totally relate. There is a period of time in a wife and a mother's life particularly when it does feel like you're a doctor on call, the mm-hmm. ER doctor on call, or the taxi driver on the side. It's um, it's demanding, and it's disruptive, and it's confusing, and <laughs> it's chaotic. It's exhausting. It's just exhausting. And we've done a number of podcast episodes on related topics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a whole series called Conversations on Finding Balance. That balance between motherhood and marriage and work. It's on the YouTube channel. On the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. That series is six, you know, they're like eight to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. I love those little videos. I was looking at them again the other day thinking, oh, I just love these. So six you know, step-by-step, different aspects of finding balance. But I realized that for all that I teach, all that I've written, all that I've recorded on this related topic of helping women feel more centered, in control, I think I've kind of missed something. 
Hmm, really? Well, I know the world has missed something because it, whatever it's the world is feeding women, it's still <clears throat> an issue. Right. Yeah. So I know that what I've taught has had a remarkable impact on women literally all over the world. But still, I get these letters, even from my close students and mentees, which tells me that I think maybe I'm missing something. So I really put my brain on it and thought about my own life. What have I done in my own life that has effectively helped me to stay above the fray, basically, mm. to find that peace in the middle of family life? Uh, yeah, and that's great because it is it is a stage, right, where the kids are a certain age and life is a certain thing. But for a lot of families, it's a long stage yes. that goes on and on and on. Yes. And, and if you get into that oppressive cycle yeah, of yeah, stress, yeah. you know, and reacting and never feeling like you really got the wherewithal to respond mm -hmm. in a proactive, intelligent kind of way, that starts eroding at the whole family and the relationships and the marriage. Yeah, and I, and I think the first, the first uh, tip here, the first thing to focus on is, yeah, it is that way, right? Oh, it's just, just kind accepting of accepting. Accepting yeah. okay, this is going to yeah, be this way. I, I, what I'm going to tell you today won't fix. No, it's just how <laughs> it you won't make respond everybody to Everybody start behaving themselves yeah, in their right. their own little box, and now you have the room. No, you've got to create the inner the inner room, yeah. if you will, yeah. right? I love how the Native American culture, for instance, emphasizes um, that harmony with nature. That, mm, yeah, very much and so. And with our own nature, mm -hmm. really. And even Buddhism, <laughs> right, teaches that we have to achieve this inner state of tranquility that spreads outward. So it starts inside, starts with you. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Every religion, including, you know, our beloved Bible, of course, is teaching peace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that God abhors the disturbance of peace, actually. So I think we really are peaceful creatures at heart. I think we long to be, which is yeah. why the ah at the end of the email, right? It feels foreign to yeah, us, right. all of that <clears throat> inner turmoil and commotion. It just, like, no, this isn't me. This isn't the way it's mm -hmm, supposed to be. Mm -hmm, so... Mm -hmm. Um, we've got to find that spot <laughs> inside where we can retreat, basically, and then rise above the surface. Let it spread outward, if you will. So I'm just going to tell you all what I have discovered. And boy, did I need this. Our family life has been far from perfect, of course. All kinds of tumultuous relationships, both in our nuclear family and extended family. Mm -hmm situations and stresses and trials and employment and our oldest daughter severely disabled i've you know been her primary caregiver there's just our life has really been something hasn't it a lot of upheaval and it hasn't stopped we're always in the middle of some kind of upheaval so how do we find that how do we achieve that i want to say right up front that yes i agree with your tip number one that we have to accept it, that life mm -hmm. is that way. Mm -hmm. But number two, we have to realize that peace is never going to be permanent. So for all the ideas I give you today, you can't do them just once. Um, it has to be a daily effort and a daily 
a little bit of a struggle, but still, I do think it gets easier and easier with practice. Yeah, yeah well, certainly. I think it does. But the other thing, you know, you say it's not permanent. The, the <clears throat> excuse me, the chaos isn't permanent. You know, it's, <sighs> it's, the, and I think the hope here is an underlying current or flow or whatever you cheat mm. or whatever they call, want to call it <laughs> of this, uh, so, uh, not solitude. What's the word I'm looking for? Serenity. Serenity. That would work. Uh, that, okay. I'm bouncing all over the place up here, but. Underneath... Oh, you're making me think of my uh, ocean. I love you. I love the ocean. Mm -hmm. I love ocean analogies, but that the depth of the ocean and then the, Tumult yeah, on right. the storms above, it's all kinds of stuff going on up there with the weather patterns. But down here, everything's mm -hmm. deep and calm. Yeah, so mm. yeah, I think I think avoiding uh, the, the thought that it's always this way, whatever, right? Whether it's always That's this true. way is whether it's peace or commotion. <clears throat> right. <laughs> so you kind of again with the ocean, you kind of got to go with the mm -hmm. flow. Right. No matter what's going on. And right. that's your point, right? Right. No matter what's going on. We want that sense of ownership and order and control. And okay, I'll tell you, here we go. Step one, four steps to peace. Four steps. I have narrowed down all my the, the stuff I do down to four steps. And I started them all with the letter R. R. Four. R. This is what she does all the time for Ramona. I think it's a subconscious <laughs> thing, even. Is that it? It's a lot of That's R's. You have a lot of R's uh, alliterating with R's. I have so. never thought of that. <laughs> You're right. How funny is that? Okay. Well, it'd be a lot harder with Z. So uh... <laughs> it couldn't be that a lot of great words start with the letter R. <laughs> anyway, step one is resolve. Well, not what we're not talking dissolve. about. Not resolve. resolve. Yeah, so yeah. resolve, meaning you're going to take a stand. You're going to make a determination. Things are going to be different. How can you change anything in your life? And this is going to take a change of thinking, right? To find more peace in your life, get to that inner core. you got to resolve that that's what you really want, and you're going to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So resolve, how do you do that? Four, oh, three. Three. Now, guess what? Four R's and three. It's another alliteration. Oh. These three hows in resolve all start with shh. Oh, I like that. Shh, shh, shh. Okay. Yeah, they all start with shh. All right, we've got to be real quiet. Shh. Here's the first one. This oh, is yeah. how we're going to draw that line in the sand for ourselves. I'm going to reclaim my peace. Oh, you're too loud. The first shh. thing. <laughs> the first thing to do is shun, like that. Mm -hmm. Shun worldly commotion and contention. Mm, like politics or... Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> I, well, you say worldly, you know. Yeah. Like, what are you, What's what are going you, on in the world? Yeah. Okay, so... Outside of your home? Yes. Is that it? Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's, that's a good way to put it. So what I... I'll get very specific here. I have found what works for me is to limit or even eliminate to some degree as much as possible, your exposure to the news. Mm, mm -hmm, All mm -hmm. right. So 
Because watching, listening, reading, news, TV, radio, social media, what does it do? If it's incessant, and I I can totally be a junkie. You are. You can be. Um, That's true. It can really whip whip you up mm-hmm. in, with fear or anger or hopelessness or confusion. <laughs> because as the world loses it, I start to lose it. <laughs> You're next. I do. Next in line. As the world loses it, we lose it. And just there's just too much potential for diminishing our personal peace that loss of centeredness we also are degraded i would say in our personal development in that we lose some of our creativity and originality if you're just constantly online constantly on social media or whatever constantly got the you know, radio playing in the background and the TV in the background, where's your brain? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there's something to be said for stimulation and being exposed to a lot of uh, ideas from other people and opinions. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That can actually enhance your creativity. But an overdose of it takes away your some of the space in your brain if you will well, maybe and you don't like your time. Uh, maybe you don't like the voices in your head and you're trying to replace them <laughs> you don't want those people to talking to you leave me alone i'm a big proponent of creativity and originality especially when we're trying to solve problems and our own problems and we're hunting yeah. all over the internet for the solutions <laughs> when the solution might be right there in our own heart mm. and our own creative brain and so this is why I'm saying shun the whatever you called it, the external, right? Mm-hmm. I also think that it can diminish our loss or our personal impact, meaning we start to lose focus. We get swept up in what everybody else is focused on. Yeah, right. Right. right? It's or sort what of some, what, what some outside influence wants you to focus on. Oh, right. Bingo. Yeah. You just. You're you know, losing control, if you yes. will. Yes. Exactly. Our own personal destiny and gifts and what we're uniquely positioned to contribute to the world kind of gets usurped. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the most important thing. This is the thing you should be focusing on. Right? So I'm not saying we need to totally divorce the world, um, but a separation wouldn't hurt. (laughs) A little period of separation, especially if you're feeling really strung out. On the edges. Well, a lot of a lot of people do the the technology fast. You know, ten years ago, uh, you know, the iPhone came out in two thousand seven. So we've had what fifteen years of 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 you know yeah. smartphones, right? Yeah. And about five years into that, people were like, ah, and so the right. big thing was a technology fast, uh-huh. right? I'm going to uh-huh. not do it. That's it. That's kind of it. And uh, something so it's, of a separation. And, but really, it's finding that balance and not letting right. anyone thing. Pull right. you away. So. Right. And then once you've had that kind of uh, break or you've at least tapped it down somewhat, you can get back into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can sort of re-enter the fray, but you won't be at, it won't be at the bidding of others, of mass emotion, what other people are telling you to think of it, right? You've had time to kind of figure that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? My third great-grandfather was the highest ranking surviving officer on the SS Central America, the worst maritime peacetime disaster in American history. That a lot of people don't know about. 400 men were lost when that ship went down. Um, but my third great grandfather survived. And you know why? Because when that ship went 
down and went into sort of a vortex, vortex, right? right? And was being, you know, sterned down. He kicked off his boots and his overcoat because he'd been washed overboard and swam away from the crowd. Mm, Got away from the Other people were clinging to each other in a panic and grabbing onto each other. And guess what? They all went down Mm, with the ship. mm. He separated himself. I, I... think that's a great analogy for what i'm advocating here shunning mm-hmm. worldly <laughs> uh contention and confusion all right here's number two and now we're going to resolve we're going to shrink remember sh- <laughs> we're going to shrink the number of people we feel beholden or responsible to and and isn't that uh, hard when everybody is your quote friend unquote <laughs> Uh, on uh, some platform well, or something and you feel like not... you have to take it all on and exactly. empathize exactly. and help or treat or, them all the same or, or do that recipe <laughs> or, or whatever <laughs> or agree with them or right. feel sorry for them whatever. it is not possible to forge in mass the same kind of relationships that we're called on to cultivate with the people closest to us mm-hmm. and we really shouldn't try and marl Lindbergh was opinionated on this and she, she got wrote, off her iphone <laughs> she did a technology fast every week she did she would have she said i shall i shall ask into my shell only those friends with whom i can be completely honest i find i am shedding hypocrisy in human relationships what a rest that will be the most exhausting thing in life i've discovered is being insincere. Mm. That is why so much of social yeah. life is exhausting. One is wearing a mask. I have to shed my mask. So mm. shrink the number of people you feel beholden or responsible to. Another way to put it is to raise the bar on who has access mm-hmm. to right. you. Right, right, right. You never lose true friends, healthy relationships yeah. when you say no. You only lose unhealthy ones. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. You just have to. It's so easy to be um, so, and so many people are are really open that way. And, you know, I'll help you in any way that I can. And Mm -hmm. they uh, they just uh, give and give and give and give. And, Mm -hmm. and. And now that whole idea of social media is that that whole thing in a microcosm. Yes, that it's, you know, so it's the same type of thing. So I'm, concentrated. I'm not maybe not taking somebody dinner or whatever, but I'm giving them my thoughts and my energy. Yes, my emotional over and over energy, and over. Right. Yes, yes. Um, and Wigner said, "Being private is underrated. Privacy is power and protection." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I heard a comedian say the other day that uh, about our. Uh, Sharon Barrett all kind of culture, right? <laughs> he said, if there's an upside, there's not a whole lot of stuff that's being hidden anymore. If the downside is, there's not a whole lot of stuff that's yeah. being hidden anymore. <laughs> that's right, exactly. <laughs> well, even even uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who's uh, the Facebook guy, right? Yeah. He said a number of years ago, he said, people don't care about privacy. And, and everybody wow. got an uproar. It's like, yeah. whoa, yeah, I care about privacy. I'm, I'm. What know, was the end of that? The statement? whole point is, well, look what you put on Facebook. <gasps> oh. If you don't, you say you oh, care yeah, about privacy, but, but you're you telling everybody where you are and what your kids' mm. names are and yeah. what you do and what you. Blah, the blah, bottom blah. line to all of that, though, is that our husbands, our wives, our children, and grandchildren, aren't they the ones that deserve our attention? By virtue of vows, covenants, and blood. They have unquestionable priority yeah. in our lives. So 
So that's my advice. I found that's really, really important for me. Shrink the number of people you feel beholden or responsible to. And then number three in this resolve, drawing the line in the sand, I'm going to have more peace in my life. I'm going to shun worldly contention. I'm going to shrink the number of people. Here it is. Number three, shed material concerns. Hmm. Shed. Okay. Shed. Yes. How shed, much shed. anxiety and overwhelm come from things? Mm, yeah, yeah. Buying so, things, wanting things, taking care of things, considering whether to, you need that thing. So more people and relationships than things that focus right. of your life. Shed material concerns. And again, back to Anne Morrow Lindbergh, one learns, first of all, in beach living because <laughs> she wrote her gift from the sea and the beach <clears throat> the art of shedding how little one can get along with not how much yeah it's really true do you really Until need you, all those clothes yeah i mean we all those shoes we moved to london and we lived in a little flat i love that with uh we took 800 pounds of stuff with us maybe i mean very which is in right. a household nothing for us that was campy yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, it was like, how are we going to do this? And it was delightful. Oh, you reminded me just this morning, another mentee <laughs> that I met with. She talked about right now there. She's on a little separation break vacation where she and the kids have gone to. What do you call it? Live in nature. I mean, they have oh, no electricity off the or grid. running They're water. Off the grid. They're in yeah. a trailer, but they don't even have electricity running. And there's no entertainment around them. She showed me because we were on camera together, you well, know, she has like some I do connection. all my memory. <laughs> and she took her camera and she showed me, and it's just like no trees, no nothing, just as far as you can see. There's just there's like, mountains in like the distance, desert type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, what are you? How are you staying busy? What are you doing? You know. But she just really, really loves this idea. She says she feels less stress by limiting their choices. She didn't bring a mm. hundred million things for the kids to do. Mm -hmm. She's leaving up to them yeah, to figure find it out. things. Right. And they're finding, you know, buildings that are old buildings that are falling down. <laughs> Scorpions. Scorpions, yeah. <laughs> so, but limiting, limiting our choices mm -hmm. of entertainment and you know it's things it's things well you know that uh, cause uh, so there much was stress. a there was a great marketing uh, test or uh, um, oh I can't think of the word my, my head's so full of sneezy stuff <laughs> um, where they put out in a grocery store um, like 10 choices of, of jams and preserves and uh. people would come by and they'd say well which one do you like and then they would go through the same process with uh, like four choices. Uh -huh. And they found that the fewer choices resulted in more selection. The people had, what do you mean? they had 10 or 12 choices. They were like, yeah. uh, I'll think about it. Yes. I don't know. Salad bars are stressful. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. But if you have four choices, you're like, hey, strawberry is my favorite. I'm going to take that. <laughs> And so it's proven over and over that just because I have more things, you know, yes. it's like uh, it's like Spotify or, or one of the music. We have more 55 million songs. And I was like, I'm never going to listen to 50. Don't make me listen to 55 million songs. I can't do it. What's our favorite line from Frasier? Oh, there's too many. What do you mean? Uh, the one about if less is more. Oh, yeah. Then just imagine how much more more is. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> less is more. How much more more would be? <laughs> That's right. Uh, that was just number one. 
That was just step number one. Okay. Resolve. Oh, okay. In and finding we're, we're out of time. We got to <laughs> go. Sorry, folks. No, the rest are much shorter. Number two. All right. So we've resolved by, sh- by uh, shunning, shrinking, and shedding. And now we are going <laughs> for into... Sure. For sure. For sure. Number two, because peace means patience and perspective. We got to have it. If you're losing patience and perspective, you don't have mm-hmm, peace. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to do that? We're going to number two. Starts with the R. Release. Okay. Release. And what I mean by that is we need to clear our mind, heart, mm. and soul. The mind being your, the you know, worrying about thinking too hard, right? And <laughs> the heart is releasing the relationship troubles, the controlling of others, the taking on other people's struggles, holding on to the past, all of that. All right? So we need to release those things and we need to release... The soul, meaning releasing our oh, self-expectations and recriminations, our pride, our resentment, our judgment, all of that. Okay, so we got to clear out all that garbage that isn't mm-hmm. helping. Mm-hmm. It isn't serving yeah. us, and it definitely is not contributing to anything near unto peace. Wouldn't you agree that the the last one you mentioned, the soul, is is maybe... I don't want to say it's the most important, but it has the most impact because, you know, it's this personal, I'm no good, or I can't do that, or, or, you know, it just overwhelms everything, right? It just overshadows uh, all that you try to do. All the work of the heart, which is the relationships. Yeah, yeah. Right? So being, and it clouds the mind. Being at one with yourself, essentially, or however you want to put it, being comfortable in that situation of where you're at and who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether you like it or not, or it's it's right. where exactly you want to be. Right. But as a foundational thing to right. to move forward from. But what but what we're talking about is clearing out all the stuff that sabotages yeah, right. the, that sense that Yeah, the negativity or the right. whatever. Right. Yeah. So um I don't think it's something you can do permanently, you know, just clear out my mind, heart and body. Again, it's a the best you can do in in uh, releasing is to make it um, a daily practice. So little bit, little bits. Little Every bites. day, you're going to have to go through the process of releasing, releasing all of that garbage, all of that clutter. And this is how I do it. And I know I'm not unusual. Lots and lots of people do it this way. But first, you got to be a part. You have to be establish some kind of intentional peaceful environment i have you know a spot in my office or corner in my living room or sometimes out on the deck on a sunny day and that's not easy for everybody but you try to set up a way for yourself to be a part nature is really helpful that Mm -hmm. way right Mm -hmm. nature soothes us and heals us and kind of puts our senses back in order so that's if you can be where you can see or actually immerse yourself in nature. Like when I was a kid, I loved to sit in a tree. <laughs> That's a great place. So first of all, every day you have to go through this little routine, of finding a way to put being a part. That's the only way I can think to describe it. And then the next step in that is you've got to have silence or at least quiet. Well, those, Not and those a are lot of commotion two around. hard things for some families, right? <laughs> finding your own space. And it being quiet. I know. But I love the quote. Imagine trusting silence 
more than any thought you could have. <laughs> we need to learn to relax into the silence mm. and trust the silence. I did an experiment on myself once when you were traveling and I was home alone, no kids at the time. Four days, I decided I was not going to turn on the television or music or the car radio, any noise whatsoever for four days. My legs were bouncing. My fingers were tapping until day four. And I found I was sitting totally still. Mm -hmm. It took four days to detox from noise for me personally. Interesting. I was just sitting. I was was sitting perfectly still, not feeling like I need to be doing or thinking anything. Just totally comfort at one with the silence. (laughs) So that's the second thing. Silence or quiet. And third is breathing. I love... Breathing is underrated. Breathing uh, is highly underrated. We don't breathe right. <laughs> I, my my mentor this way is Michael Brandt Di Maria, you know, mm-hmm. and he teaches, he has a wonderful book. Um, and I've spent a lot of time with him personally. And he he is that wonderful musician who creates the kind of music that we listen to when we meditate or whatever. But he teaches all about breathing and that it is the river to the peace within us. Like we already have this ocean of peace inside. The breathing gets us there. So learn how to breathe. I'm not going to teach you that today, (laughs) but as you well know, it's not a shallow breathing. It's Mm -hmm. a real deep belly kind of breathing that cleanses us. So we're being apart. We're We're getting silence, comfortable with quieter silence. And we're doing the breathing. If you did just that, it would be remarkable. But the fourth thing you can do and should do is meditation and prayer every day. One or the other or a combination of both. And always start that meditation or prayer with gratitude. Always. Oh, that's good. This Thinking is my about personal recommendation. The things that you're grateful for. I'm are... so grateful for my eyes. I'm so grateful for my taste. I'm so grateful. And that's very elemental. I mean, yes. to think like that, like, I'm, I don't know that I've ever thought that I was grateful for my eyes. Oh, it is. It is astounding what mm. that does for you. Mm. If you look out the window and if you take just a second to think, oh, I am so grateful. I can see mm-hmm. those trees or whatever. And just before you take a bite, this is Michael also teaches this. I'm so grateful for taste. And then it makes you grateful for that one bite of food. Hmm, so it's a mindfulness. Yeah. They call it yeah, mindfulness, yeah. right? So you can reclaim that sense of peace. You're going to establish it hopefully in every morning. But you can reclaim it throughout the day by placing calm, loving hands. Do it with me. Come on. Oh, okay. Calm, loving hands across your heart. I, I cross my hands over my chest. And then you breathe very slow and deep like we're talking about. And then if you're feeling emotional... You compassionately and objectively identify the emotion, frustration, disappointment, Mm. right? And when you do that with no judgment, it's that emotion just come, it just kind of waves over you like an ocean wave. It comes and it dissipates. And it's a way to get back into control and to Mm -hmm, get centered mm -hmm. again. So we have the peace in the morning. But then throughout the day, something's going to (laughs) happen that you want to go deep dive back into the ocean. You want to get out of the waves on the top. Then that's what you'll do. Just put your hands over your heart. Breathe. Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? 
it works. Hmm. I'm telling you, it so works. And if you can incorporate other exercise, you know, that kind of thing mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. that, that's great. We'll talk more about that. So we've got uh, releasing by clearing our mind, heart, and our soul or our spirit by being apart, by getting comfortable with the quiet or the silence, by the very definitive kind of purposeful breathing, and then meditation or prayer. Okay. Here's step number three, all right? If you are unable to sleep at night, um, you really feel like you're suffering from sleep deprivation, for instance, uh, you don't have peace. You don't have the level of peace you really need in your life. That's one of the signs. (laughs) Yeah, I I know for me, my whole life, nighttime was the time that I analyze and think about things Mm -hmm. and... Uh, yeah, lots of people have brains. And, and I, you know, and early on I would think, okay, I'm going to lay down. It's quiet. It's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about that problem or think about, I've got to, uh, I've got to stand up in front of an audience tomorrow or whatever yeah. it is, right? And, and I go through that time, right? To sort of think through. And, and I realized that that's not a good way to try to go to now sleep. Now you're untraining yourself, <laughs> it's, it's right? True, it's and true. now that you have silver hair, you're untraining yourself. And, and when I that. close my eyes and uh, my head goes on the pillow, um, yeah, I don't have those thoughts. I've uh, It's taken a while, but I've broken myself. Yes, thank habit. you for sharing that because it is possible to break habits. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. That. And that's where the resolve comes in. Um, these things are going to be different, right? Mm-hmm. So how how do we gain more sleep and rest and so forth? Rest is mm-hmm, the word. Mm-hmm, Starts with the letter yeah. R. Number three, after resolve and after release, is rest. So we need to regularly rest and and let ourselves do that. I had another yeah. mentee this morning. You won't <laughs> believe it. I, it's true, though. I hadn't even thought all this ahead of time. She was talking about how she was had a has had a few bad nights because of family you know taking care of family and stuff and she's like i have to get up at 5 a.m and then she thought no i'm gonna prioritize rest so she let her sleep self sleep later than usual to make sure she had adequate rest Mm -hmm. this is so Mm -hmm. important and i could go on and on and on and on and on about science and there's just a study the other day that talks about how much sleep but also the quality of sleep and so if you're interrupted a lot and things like that they just find more and more uh you know to support that exactly and so if we're trying to reclaim peace in our life to feel true deep serenity like you're talking about the big part of the equation is resting sleeping mm-hmm. napping and not waiting till you're desperate for it what happens you you know this is so true to me things are really scary and intense and we're really super worried about something i what do i do i say i'm gonna go take it yeah you do because i have shut down my brain i've given my brain a respite that that brief period of rest or relief is a better way to put it from something difficult or unpleasant or complicated. My brain gets to clear out when I do that. So this is intentional sleep and naps. I really, really believe. Well, that. and you you can do it in ten or twenty minutes. It's I it's know. like I, I feel like I have a talent. <laughs> it is a gift. Uh, I you know I can't even begin to think about sleeping for ten minutes. But you can lay down and boom, just let it out, and you know you wake up 15 minutes later or whatever, and go, oh, I I'm feel a new so, person. Yeah, I feel yes. great. Let's go. 
I forgot to mention that a 2004 study found that healthy people with insomnia who were given daily exercises to recognize, challenge, and change stress-inducing thoughts were greatly benefited. Their mm. sleep just mm. became so much more accessible, if you will, mm. and deep for them. Quality, yeah. So release, clearing our mind, heart, spirit, all that that we talked about. Release does come before rest. You have to learn how to release yeah, right, totally. before you can really do rest. Right. So that's why I said we have to kind of do these in order. I also advocate resting, if you will, from our daily grind. So date nights that we're really big on. I hope you listen to the podcast episode about date nights. Um, Sundays for a lot of people are different than the rest of the week, mm -hmm. right? Um, anything like that where you get a break from the routine, of course, is I think falls under the rest category. I like it. I like it. So we have resolve. We have um, what came after resolve? Or you're testing. <laughs> release. Release. <laughs> and now rest. And our last one, number four, is reinvigorate. Mm, get okay? going. Yeah. Because we've done all this. Yeah. We've 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 gotten we've slowed down, stabilized. We've come down. Exactly. Now we can get going again. Now we can get going again and we can do that through mental action, physical action, spiritual action. The ultimate outcome is if you can do all kinds of action, right? So, for instance, I really advocate the using your best imagination. My students know that term really well, which means I'm going to feed myself music, movies, books, stories and whatever, however they're delivered, I'm going to feed my imagination with stuff that's really good for me, that helps me to feel more alive, that gives me purpose, that makes me love more and better. I, our minds are very, very sensitive to what we feed it. That's why we're going to mm -hmm. shun the, yeah, the worldly stuff. contention right. stuff. And instead, we're going to feed our minds with, in a way that creates or excites, if maybe is a good way to put it, our best imagination. Not our worst imagination. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's where the lack of peace comes from. But our very, very best imagination. And isn't wouldn't you agree that that part of that is like um, uh, judging? Hopefully, uh, mm. thinking you know, if I'm going to imagine uh, my best imagination, I want to imagine how things could be or should be or yes. I want them to be. Or, and judging, hopefully, people. Yeah, right. Instead of getting all bogged down right. of so, what they're not. But yeah, you're starting with yes. that, and and that's a big part of of uh, professional athletes is visualization. They, yeah. they see themselves doing whatever they want to do, uh, right from, from winning something right down to the, the one moment of hitting a ball or, or whatever, very yes. specific things. It's sort and, of magic. Yeah, and, and, but it, it gives <laughs> it really you, works. yeah, it gives you that focus and the, the, uh, the release to go and achieve it. Yes, yeah. yes, so we're reinvigorating our mind by exciting our best imagination that way. And listen, if anybody wants my music playlist, <laughs> I call it Jazzed About Life, just write to me, Ramona at wifesavers.org, and I will give you my playlist that'll get you so jazzed up every morning. That's one way of feeding your best imagination. Obviously, we need to be physically reinvigorated too. So we're careful about what we eat and we're gonna get some movement going yeah, in our really life. Important. And nourish our body and stuff. I, I want you to pay really close attention to that YouTube series and to my other podcasts where I talk a lot about the Wise Savers drops, delights, and dazzles because these are proactive actions 
that are very simple to do, but they're going to make all the difference in achieving peace. It's part of reinvigorating. There she goes, alliterating again. And then... Drops, dazzles, and <laughs> delights. Drop, delights. Last but not least, if we're going to reinvigorate, I just have to say that we've got to nourish our spirit. We have to. So I, again, strongly advocate learning more about and then living a life of your choice that is congruent with a higher purpose and power. So think about it. We're talking about that ocean and the oh, everything craziness and the storm going on above. What is What sets apart people who are able to stay serene? Yeah, stay centered. This. Mm-hmm. They are living a life that's congruent with what they believe is a higher purpose and power. My kids used to laugh at me when I would do yoga or something. And the yoga instructor on television would say, surrender to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> but that it is kind of like that. It's trusting that higher power, God, if you will, trusting that higher power to work together everything to your good and to everyone else's good. Yeah, the, the belief of, of a higher power that is consistent, and that you can really depend can, on. Right, depend on and trust. And has your best interest in That's it. That, again, gives you uh, the release to to yes. go and, and get through that. Because yes. everybody else in your life is going to disappoint you at one point or oh, another. Oh, I it's, love that. You know, it's just uh, the way it is. One of my top favorite songs, you can play it at my funeral if you want, is He's Got the Whole World in His Hand. <laughs> He's got the whole Your funeral is going to be nothing but music the way you're uh, going through <laughs> I don't know why, but that just really soothes me. Like, I don't mm. have to fix everything. I don't have to take care of everybody, not even myself, really. If I surrender, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the, that's the idea. In Psalm 4, 8, it says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Mm, yeah. Ah, oh, see, just yeah. that thought is soothing right there for sure. I think that we can gradually break that cycle of stress when we take care of our spirit that way. So we are resolving, shunning, shrinking, shedding. We're releasing. We're being apart. We're getting comfortable with the silence and the quiet meditation, prayer. Then we're resting. We're prioritizing sleep and naps and breaks from the regular routine. And we're re, now we're ready to reinvigorate with that best imagination and the things that we're physical things that we're going to do for ourselves, including our delights and dazzles and spiritual action that we're going to live congruent with a higher purpose and power. I, uh, something you said a little while ago, um, peaked the thing in, in my, brain about a friend of mine wrote a book and i'm i'm going to reach for this book right now because i have it right over here oh cool <clears throat> it's called little bets and mm. peter sims wrote this a few years ago and it's it's kind of written for business in the sense of how do you build a business yeah that's your business book that is my shelf. business book shelf. <laughs> both of them both of them up there <laughs> uh, but what's so great about this is i in reading this i have found it really applies to life in the sense mm. that you know we, we we have this goal we have this huge thing we want to accomplish uh-huh. i want to have peace in my life right Right. It's all it's on little. It it's breaking all down. The little choices. Yeah, and he calls it little bets in the sense that I'm going to move forward on this. I'm going to bet that I can be successful or mm. it's not. Attain that. Yeah, whatever. It's a, whatever it is. But there's some really, really interesting thoughts in there about how 
you know, that's what, that's how we succeed. It's not that we arrive finally at one place at the mm -hmm. end of it all. It's that mm -hmm. we've done these steps mm -hmm. that some of them can seem very inconsequential, but that later on you realize are, right. are really impactful. Well, I hope no one's disappointed today, for instance, that I didn't give them a, you know, one big giant <laughs> yeah. solve it all kind of approach. These are all, you know, the, like I said, you have to reclaim it day by day mm -hmm. by the little things you proactively do and choose to do. And if I can end, if I will, with Proverbs sixteen eighteen, because, wow, mm -hmm. this is the kind of woman. Now think about the writer who said she feels like the ER doctor on call right, right. with the taxi driver business on the side. She says, I mean, the Bible says, <laughs> long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Thanks so much for listening to the Wife Savers podcast. I have a question for you. Does heart-to-heart -heart mentoring with personalized support, loving accountability, and customized instruction sound exactly like what you need? We've talked a lot about stress in this episode. I want to help you face the challenging things and relationships and times in your world. Check out our private mentoring program at wifesavers.org mentoring. Home